It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. It's a tough one. I'm here with Becca Winker, at BeccaMVP on Twitter. Of course, you know her. And I'm Quinn Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore. The Wizards lost a tough one last night, 109-115 to the Miami Heat. Um, even though it ended on a pretty bright note, Dwayne Wade swapped jerseys with Bradley Bill. And um, it's a lot of mutual love there. And Bradley called him his idol and things like that. But um, falling to 15 to 24 is never a good thing. So, Becca, off the rip, what were your impressions of what went on on the court last night? You know, most of the time, I kind of, um, like, when we lose, I just say, okay, like, that was a bad game. That was a bad loss. This, it was a loss, I mean, for sure, but I don't feel like they, they didn't try. You know, I feel like a lot of plays didn't go their way. I, I'm, like, literally re- repeating what Scott Brooks had said. Most of the time, you know, Scott Brooks does say, you know, we tried, like, you know, we got our shots, they just didn't go in, and that's why we lost. But I, I genuinely do feel like, I mean, they did they did put an effort, and they did try to get this win, but they just couldn't get it done. Um, however, the last few minutes of the game, I did notice that the three-point shots they did try to take, I felt like they could have slowed it down a little bit and looked for more quality shots instead of just throwing up those threes that obviously did not go in. And that's that's how I feel, that, to summarize what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we share the same sentiment. We talked a little bit about this before the show. Um, this wasn't the worst loss in the world. We've seen some terrible losses, but at the end of the day, when we're going back and we're rewatching the game and we're breaking it down, it's the same things um, every single time. And one one of my biggest pet peeves was um, early on they dug themselves in a hole. That fast start that the Miami Heat had in the first quarter, they were getting pick and roll to death. It was just a lot of pick plays, and the pick and roll defense has been something that's been crazy from the Wizards all season defense in general has been crazy from the Wizards all season long I think they're the in the bottom four in defensive rating with like what 112.7 um, or something like that so their defense their pick and roll defense is terrible and I literally went back in the first like seven to eight minutes and counted every heat possession and out of the eight heat possessions in the first five minutes five of them were failed pick and roll defense by the Wizards. It's just, it was so easy. And the Miami Heat, they kind of let the Wizards come back when they stopped running pick and roll. They stopped running pick plays and they started kind of rushing on offense and things of that nature. But once they got back to their pick plays, it's nothing the Wizards could do about it. So 
Um, do you have any positives from last night? I have a few positives written down. We can get to negatives after this, but let's let's try to start Saturday morning on a positive note. What were your positives from last night? Well, you know when Quentin has positives, that means that this was not a failed game because yeah. Quentin is very um, selective, selective with his positives. He's not yeah. willing to give them unless he knows that they deserved it. So that's a great thing. 2019, it's a new year. I'm trying to be positive this year. You hear that, Twitter? Quentin's turning a new <laughs> leaf. Well, I like to say I enjoyed watching Jeff Green play last night. I feel like the more, I, I don't know, I've been noticing that he shoots really well from the wings and the sides, and that's like his sweet spot. So it was just really fun to watch him. Um, Thomas Bryant, great as always. Bradley Beal had an amazing game, 33 points, how many rebounds, like 15 rebounds, something like that, something crazy. And, yeah, the whole Jersey thing was incredible. I'm happy yeah. for Brad. But that's pretty much it. I mean, I enjoyed watching the productivity of Green, Bryant, and Beal. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Jeff Green was one of the only players that finished with uh... – a positive plus minus last night. He had positive one. Other than uh, what was it, Sam Decker and Chase and Randall, who both had like one and three. So Jeff Green was really good. One thing I don't like about Jeff Green is sometimes his defense is shaky, but that can be said for every single person mm-hmm. on the Wizards team. Um, but like you said, a positive Bradley Bill. I thought last night he he's developing as a player. Last year when he was by himself, he was still playing really good um, with John Wall being out. He was playmaking, but now I'm starting to see a more patient Bradley Bill. I, I remember, especially in the first quarter, um, they're starting to defenders are starting to play him really tight now. They know he can shoot, they know he can score. So now he's not he's more patient. He's using like the the rip through to get his foul calls on jump shots, things like that. is is really impressive to me. Um, also, I like how he knows that he's a three point shooter. But that's not all he can do. Like, his finishing this year is probably his biggest increase on offense. I I, I can't name more finishers than him, um, especially in the East um, this season. His finishing around the basket is really good. So, I love what I saw from him. And I guess we could just roll right into the negatives. My number one negative is Jan Mahimi. Jan Mahimi. I have Jan Mahimi as my, sub, my header. And right under it, it says trash. Like, oh, he was no. Trash. I mean, he's, tr- he's trash. He, he's trash. Listen, he played, he, I don't he, think he was supposed to play this game. I don't think Scott Brooks had any um, any uh, intentions of putting him in the game. I just think the reason why he was in the game is because Thomas Bryant got those two fouls on early. And Scott Brooks mm-hmm. was like, okay, we can't, we can't lose Bryant like in the middle of the game. So we got to put in Mahimi. Um, yeah, I feel you. Because that's the same thing that kind of happened with... Um, not the same thing that happened with Char... Was it Charlotte last game? What was the last game they won? I can't remember who they played. Like, oh, the, the Hawks? The Hawks, yeah. Um, Alex Lynn was going to work down low. And we were like, we're, we're, they need a bigger guy down low. And then this game, I can't keep you know asking for that when it's Yao Mahimi. Mm-hmm. He's the bigger guy. Um, he just doesn't communicate on defense. No. I mean, that's been his MO all... all year well ever since he's been here doesn't communicate i saw sataransky as soon as uh yan comes in the game they're running pick and roll to yan and he's not communicating with sato to say hey i'm switching or hey go over or hey go under he's not doing that so when they do that 
the the role man is always open because you're not communicating or the 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 ball handler in the pick and roll is always open or they'll just do a skip pass because jeff green is trying to help on defense and the three is always open so yamahimi oh my gosh he played 14 minutes last night it was it was unbearable to watch i think he had a negative 10 plus minus like that's the worst out of both teams so i could not stand yamahimi but uh 14 I, I minutes too to long yeah, the 14 minutes too long, but I would have loved to see some Troy Brown minutes last night, too. Yeah, um, I was really looking for some Troy Brown minutes. I did not get them, so thank you, um, Scott Brooks, for that. I, you know, in my opinion, okay, Wall's out for the season. Dwight might not come back. I mean, Keith is out. We need to talk about Keith. Keith's out for, what, six weeks? At least, At yeah. least. Okay. Everyone's injured right now. So mm-hmm. I want to see the young guys play. Like, I know the season is, it's not botched. It's not thrown out the window. Um, but it's but close. It, it's getting close. And yeah. I, I just like to see the young guys come in and, you know, get the minutes. And they deserve those minutes. You know, Thomas Bryant, like, he deserves all the minutes that he's been getting. I mean, he's been virtually perfect with his shooting or you know baskets and I say I only said well not shooting because he doesn't shoot many jump shots but you know he does everything and he does everything perfect and in my opinion I mean I don't know I'm a little delusional because I'm a fan but you know no you're you're I think you're spot on with that Thomas Bryant point I really like Thomas Bryant I think um he's been literally one or two bright spots um, in a pretty much a lost season. And I had down here too, you just talked about him shooting. I want to see him take more jump shots. I think in the second quarter or so, he ran a pick and pop and knocked down 11 foot or 12 foot. I saw uh, that and I was shot. impressed. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And, I, and I, I went to go look and I saw that he averaged seven jump shot attempts when he played in the G League. And he can shoot the three. Like he shot the three well in the G League as well too. But that made me look even closer. He's shooting 66% from the field. That leads the team. And his true shooting percentage is 72%. That also leads the team. So he can put the ball in the room, which is ultimately the goal. Mm-hmm. I know he was in some foul trouble last night. But I love, I love, love what I'm seeing from Thomas Bryant. And he's one guy that, you know, in a lost season, he definitely, they have to find a way to bring him back next year. Um, because he's, he might not start next year. I mean, I'm pretty sure Dwight's going to opt in after the, um, of course, you know, the injury to his back or in his butt. But um, he might not start over Dwight, but if you can have him as the, the number two guy off, or first guy off the bench to replace him instead of Yamahimi, um, that'd definitely be something they could they could function with. I'm right there with you. So, yeah, Scott Brooks, I know you're listening. I know you listen to my podcast. No, he does. He does. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. But I, I just would love to see more minutes for Troy Brown. And, um, yeah, I wish that Devin Robinson could get – could come to the main roster, but I don't see that oh my happening. Gosh. So he's a talent too. You saw what he did in the go go last night. Yes, he's, he's great. Crazy good. I mean, you he's can't <clears throat> you can't argue with me there. I'm like, yeah. you know, he, he's great. Yeah. So that, that's so pretty much where I stand. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Otto Porter. He's working his way back from injury, and um, we'll look at the road ahead. Stay around. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Quinn Mail here with Becca, the GOAT, Becca MVP. Um, Otto Porter last night, I know he's on a minutes restriction, and um, well, 20 minute minutes restriction, but he played 21 minutes. A little spicy. He He's, 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 he's he teetering went, the line. I saw him last night. I saw him out there. Um, I just want to say, like, this game, he missed, like, a lot of his, like, signature three-point shots or whatever like but every like every one of them yeah but like <laughs> when he throws up shots that it's like why did you even shoot that like it goes right in like you know yeah. the crazy like mid-range like jump shots like you know fade away turn around like all this crazy stuff he's making but he's not making his you know normal almost guaranteed three-point shots yeah so that thought... was something that i noticed yeah absolutely it was one of those things where you're like, he's a three-point shooter. He he was almost the league leader in three-point percentage like two years ago. So when you when you see him shoot a three, you're like, okay, that's your shot. But he's shooting really – he's finishing around the rim well. And his middle – like his mid-range jump shots are going in too. So that kind of uh, got me thinking. When you have a player um, returning from injury, especially a knee injury, um, it's good to get him to work on inside out. So it's no wonder why he's doing well, you know, inside the arc opposed to outside the arc. And especially, I noticed on his three points last night, it looked like his knee was affecting him, not like grimacing or anything like that, but he's not getting enough lift on his shots anymore. I feel like he's he's not bending his knees enough, and it's, it's kind of like a trust thing, especially with the injury like that. But like I said, Scott Brooks should be like, hey, look, I know you're a three-point guy, and we love, we want everybody to shoot more threes. But keep working inside. Keep getting your shot, and keep you gotta warm up. So when it's time to get behind the arc and start shooting those long range jump shots, you can knock them down. So <clears throat> I did like what I saw from him. Um, what he had 14 points, six rebounds, and he had three steals. I thought he he was trying to make an impact on the defense side of the ball. You know things kind of fell um, fell apart. You know down uh, at the end of the game. But if he can keep working inside and and doing what he has to do, I think he can he can get better this season, especially with the team that kind of just lost um, John Wall. To, if, if you wanted to trade, you lost John Wall um, to be able to be traded. Lost Marquise because he's not going to be back before the trade deadline. So you get a trade asset back maybe in Otto Porter, and you know how I feel about Bradley Bill if they trade Bradley Bill. So. I, I don't know. Bradley Beal is one of the few lights of my Wizards fandom. If they trade him, look, they took away Oubre from me. They took away oh Smith. Yes. The last thing, John Wall's injured. This has not been an easy month, last last um, 30 days for me, by the way. Um, yeah. One of the Wizards media members came up to me and said, are you okay? And then I was just like, yeah, I think so. Why? And he's he's just like, um, because within the last month, you've lost basically everything on this team that makes you happy. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's um, very true. Pretty much take a knife to my heart. But yeah, um, don't trade Bradley Beal, even though you better not. They, they mm. better not. Um, 
this game, we should have won this game because the next games, few games in our schedule, really intense. We've got some tough teams. We've got Milwaukee. We've got the Sixers. We've got the Raptors. I mean, this oh upcoming gosh. schedule is not going to be easy by any um, standards. So this this game, this the only thing I will complain about for this game was, yeah, they tried, but you know what? Like, we really needed this win because um, <laughs> the schedule is about to be brutal for this team coming up. Yeah, this was the easy stretch. This was the stretch where you... You know, we always talk about those are winnables. These were the games where you say, okay, well, this team is not the greatest, but those are winnable games. But <sighs> Thunder, 76ers, like you said, 76ers back-to-back nights. The Bucks, the it's, it's crazy. It's too much. It's, it's a, I, I can't, it's too- I, I don't even know if I want to, um, I don't know. You know in movies where, like, astronauts are, like, time traveling, space traveling, and they just, like, go mm-hmm. to sleep for, like, a whole, like, four months? Like, I wish I could do that for the next, like, week and then just, like, wake up. And just wake up. And wake up energized and just kind of think, oh, we lost five games in a row? That's cool. What else, what else is knows? new? If you go to sleep and wake back up, Bradley might be gone. You might not have been able to say goodbye to him. Oh, my goodness. You got to now you, now you have to stay glued to the TV because you don't want Ernie to send away one of your favorite players. Another one of your favorite players. I'm going to call the team up and cancel whatever trade that Ernie just... I'm going to say, listen, I'm a fan, and I know that this is not a good idea, so I'm vetoing the trade. I'm going to intervene and just say no. So, yeah. yeah. Um, But the schedule is tough. I think that the Wizards will get a couple wins just because they know that they're playing tough teams and when they know it's like a psychological thing when they know that they're playing tough teams they're gonna say okay we gotta wear our Sunday best we gotta go out and kill it so I think they will win some games but it's gonna be definitely a test to see um how things pan out for sure I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the the negative Nancy side of it I think out of the next six games Thunder, Sixers back-to-back, Bucks, Raptors, and then the Knicks on a Thursday. I don't think they win a game. I think oh, they go no. on a six-game skid. They lose every single game. And um, after that, some conversation are going to be had. Some 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 furniture will be moved around the Wizards organization. I just I don't I don't think they can beat the Thunder right now. The Thunder are a really good team, even though Russell is playing pretty bad. He's still getting triple doubles. He has a really big impact on the game. Paul George is quietly having one of the best seasons of his, of his career. You have the 76ers where, you know, if they do get a win, it's either going to be the Knicks or one of these 76ers games because Jimmy Butler is still making headlines with his new team. So, but I think they're still way more talented. They're healthier. They're, they're better coached. I don't think they win one of those games. Uh, the Bucks, they have Giannis, the Greek freak. They have a great coach, and they still have a lot of good pieces like Chris Middleton. Lopez is like, he's made as many three-pointers as Klay Thompson this season. Like, they, they can do it all in Milwaukee. And they have the Raptors with Kawhi Leonard. It's just, it doesn't look good. No, it, it does doesn't not. look good. And I can see maybe Bill uh, Bill will show out. Of course, and there'll be some bright spots here. But I think, for the, mo- the most part, they're not going to be close. You might have a few games that, you know, go down to the wire and, and like they did in Miami. But I think they're going to sit. Oh, my. They play the the Warriors. Right after they play the the Knicks and the Pistons, they play the oh no, they might lose seven of their their next eight. This this is not looking good. 
You have to go third. We have to go thirty and thirteen or something to finish with forty-four wins and try to get into the eighth seed. It's like, not. It's not, it's not doable. It, um, we're gonna we're gonna have our early off season. Um. I think the players should focus on booking their vacations for April, end of April, or end of, you know, whenever the season ends, they should focus on... April, yeah, you're right. April. They got to get those Airbnbs ready to go, because this is... This is not looking good. I just don't... I'm horrified. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty scared, but... um, if they come in and they have the right mindset, I think they can get a couple games. But um, this is going to be a very difficult time. As if the whole season hasn't been a difficult time. This is going to be a difficult time for Wizards fans because these games are not going to be enjoyable. They're not going to be close. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be um, competitive on the level that they were last night. So, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you guys. I'm thinking about you guys. I'm thinking about myself because I'm. I don't know how I'm gonna hold up, but you know, hopefully we can see. We can see. You know, if they rise to the occasion, how they're gonna do it, if it's possible. And yeah. that's. I mean, that's really it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. They haven't even got. They haven't even gotten the All Star break yet. After All Star break, teams that's are making the that playoff push. Part. They're going hard. They're really trying to sneak in. The teams that are in playoff position are really trying to solidify it. And uh, they're just looking at the wishes like road bumps. They're like, yo, get out the way. We need this win so we can make the, the postseason, get ready to, for the postseason. The Wizards don't really have much to get ready for. They're trying to fight for 500. So the Wizards need to make up their mind. Are they going to compete? Um, and I'm talking about the front office at this point. Are you trying to sneak into the playoffs and pull out this improbable run? Or are you going to just let these young out. guys get more minutes? Check out and try to get a high, a higher uh, draft pick because you got some talent coming out in the draft. I know Tank for Zion was a joke at the ten at the ten game mark, but now it's kind of a real it's a real thing. So front office has to has to um, choose what to do, and I think that's pretty much it. But we do have a new thing this year. We have a voicemail, so make sure you call 804-453. 8608. Again, I feel like a telemarker. Again. <laughs> We're like sales representatives now. Right. That's 804-453-8608. Call in. Give us your thoughts about the show. You already you guys already give your thoughts about our show on um, Twitter. But call in, leave a voicemail. Maybe I can see if we can sneak the your voicemail clips in the actual um show. podcast. That would be cool. That that'd be dope. But your questions for us, maybe for the next show, any comments you have or your own analysis, because it looks like we're talking about the same things and we're trying to keep it as fresh as possible. So if you want to throw in some hot takes here or there to help us through this slump, just call it in. Your opinions matter. Let us know. So that's pretty much it. If you 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 call to um, talk trash to me, I'm just going to block your number. So Oh, God. Yeah, we forgot about the trolls. If you're a troll and you're going to call... You can basically um, just not even bother because if I listen to your voicemail and I don't like it, you're gone. But if you have constructive criticism and actual things to talk about with basketball, good or bad, I want to hear it. So we want to hear it. So that's pretty much um, how the story goes. (laughs) That's how the story goes. That's how the story goes, guys. All right. Um... This has been the Locked On Wishes podcast. 
Wizards play the Thunder tomorrow, 7 p.m. at OKC. Make sure you tune in. We'll be back to discuss that game. It's been Quinn Mayo joined by the MVP of the district, Becca MVP, and we will see you guys soon. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.